Um, was the was the quiz too tough? Yeah. Right, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, look, uh, uh, we'll 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 deal with that later, I suppose. But um, yeah, look, when, when we were, I suppose, organising this, we we had a few ideas in mind, and I suppose we wanted to do something that sort of dealt with the, the future of the league as well. And um, I suppose most of you know Dermot Heron from his role in local politics over the years, but we're not here to talk about that. Um, I suppose earlier this year he took over the role of chairman of the FEI's National League Committee, which has the responsibility for running both the men's and women's leagues. So, I suppose to, to talk about his role and the, the positive changes that he hopes to bring to Irish football, uh, let's give it up for Dermot Heron. So, like Dermot, thanks for your time this evening. Um, I, I did say we're not here to talk politics, but it was, I suppose, football that brought you into politics to begin with. Yeah, um, I played with Rock Celtic for many years, and then when I went to college, I played with UCD. But when I came home, uh, qualified as a solicitor nine, uh, when I was 21, um, the uh, local pitch in Blackrock was taken over by builders. It's now Beach Park. They started to build houses. So there was a big lobby in the local community. Um, each club was asked to nominate uh, a person to go forward to the committee to lobby the council to buy the field next door. And uh, I was asked uh, by Rock Celtic and uh, I became chairman of the committee. And I think in 1977, 77, uh, we lobbied the council, and the council bought for 30,000 uh, the local field, which is now Rock Celtic's pitch, um, the c community field, basically. And uh, uh, after, shortly after that, I was, I was um, asked by a, a political party. Uh, they saw me chairing meetings, and they asked me, would I go for the local council? I got elected, um, and as I say, the rest is history. Coming to the, the FEI uh, uh, job, it's not a job, it's, it's, it's not paid, uh, I don't get any money for it, it's voluntary. They, uh, I was asked, I was approached, would I consider putting my name forward for the position of chairperson of the National Leagues Committee, it's a newly formed committee. Um, I put my name forward, uh, had to do a few interviews and lo and behold I got the position. Indeed, Martin Connolly was uh, on the outgoing committee, which was purely and simply for the uh, the men's football. Uh, this new committee is an amalgamation of men's and women, both uh, professional, elite and underage. So it's really the whole gambit of, of soccer uh, uh, that's overseen by the FAI. But Martin actually said he's mad taking on this position. But um, it's been a learning curve. Uh, I sat in on a few meetings, all during COVID, it has to be said, um, of the outgoing committees, both the separate women's committee and, and, and the uh, outgoing committee of the men's that Martin was a representative for Dundalk on. And um, I sat in that and, it, as I said, it was an interesting 
baptism and then I took over in January on the new committee and um, all but one of our meetings have been uh, uh, by uh, Zoom or by uh, Teams and unfortunately um, seeing that everyone is coming from different delegates representing different clubs they've all been uh, they were all elected uh, they unfortunately Dundalk hasn't a representative on the committee um, but that committee meets every fortnight uh, and has done since the start of the year basically the role of the committee uh, it's a subcommittee of the FEI it's to um, promote and, and oversee the administration of all the leagues run by the FEI and I suppose within that role um what sort of changes do you think you guys can implement or what are the things that are being talked about you know, to improve the future of the League of Ireland? You, know, you, you reference you are a, a passionate Dundalk FC fan and League of Ireland fan, but within this role, what are the things that may happen out of it? Well, it's multifaceted. I mean, there's a huge uh, amount of work I didn't realise. Like the first document I got put under my nose when I, I took the chair was uh, a thing called the Participation Agreement. Uh, and not only would you want a legal background, you'd want to be a senior, senior counsel to understand this, but this is an agreement between the FAI and each individual club, and uh, it's, it goes into about 100 pages long, all about uh, the connection between uh, the club and, and uh, the administration of the FAI, how match days are run, everything, right down to the, you know, it, it's, it's incredible how, how detailed it is. And that's probably the guiding Bible of, of the participation of clubs uh, under the aegis of the uh, FAI. So um, we've made a number of changes so far. I think you'll see them in, in, in the current season. For instance, the whole idea of the League of Ireland not playing during the international uh, break. Uh, we saw this. This was one I was very strong on, particularly because of the experience Dundalk had when we had three players who were not able to play during the international window. That's now all gone. Uh, there's significant changes in relation to um, the disciplinary issue, yellow cards, red cards. Um, the LOI TV, I know some people would would find fault with the way it's been run this year, but it is... Uh, it's better than what we had. It It is, yes, and we were very strong, tried to keep it, um, because it, it, it served its purpose during covid but we also wanted to continue because our national broadcaster, uh, to, to say the least, is not a particular fan of the League of Ireland. Um, we want to expand the the, um, the viewing rights um, and by having our own dedicated LOI TV, which I have to say has been a tremendous success financially and indeed uh, this year probably a significant amount of money <coughs> it will be divided, the surplus that it has made will be divided 50% uh, with the FAI and 50% with all the clubs who participate in it. So there's a number of other things, but at a, at a high level, uh, one of the key issues that the FAI want to promote are uh, full-time academies in all the clubs. And uh, currently there's, they're going through a certification or the design of a certification process. Um, because in these post-Brexit times, there's a recognition at FAI level that um, a lot of our younger players now can't go to England and that in order to feed our international teams particularly, we need the structures, which some clubs have, other clubs haven't. It's, it's very hit and miss. 
but there's a major proposal being done and hopefully they'll be going to government with it in, in the not too distant future in order to um, uh, get uh, uh, professional full-time academies uh, spread across all our uh, clubs. And in, in regarding, you know, to, to go back to the topic that I was chatting to Martin about the stadiums, within whether it's the FAI or, or government, you know, obviously you've quite uh, an amount of history with, with that, is there backings to maybe move things forward with certain stadiums? Like I know Finn Harps have actually are moving things forward. There was issues, I think, lately with Bowes Stadium and stuff, but you know yourself, seeing Pats having to go to Tala, Dundalk had to go to Tala, what are the plans within this organisation and your role in regarding stadia, or is there one? Is there something being looked at to say, right, well, well we need to have certain yeah, standards? Yeah. Obviously, every club has their own issue. They own their own grounds. In Dundalk's case, it's not even as simple as that. Um, and obviously, clubs over the years, including Dundalk, have got the benefit of government grants towards, you know, uh, refurbishment. Um, Dundalk had a significant grant for the plastic pitch, as we called it, the original one, a number of years ago. Um, the FAI are currently doing an audit uh, of all of the facilities that they have right across their responsibility, League of Ireland, uh, men's and women's. And... Um, they recognise, as Martin pointed out, in relation to the academy here in Dundalk, um, you know, you now have so many uh, the, the FAR are pushing academies, but clubs can't have academies if they don't have the facilities, proper facilities. So they're trying to link in, a lot of them are trying to link in with universities, etc., etc., and, and uh, institutes of technology. Uh, so, as I said, there is an audit of, of all the grounds and they hope to have a plan that uh, um, expanding over all of the facilities uh, in 2023. And that will then be a sort of a blueprint looking at each individual ground whereby um, they can work with the local authorities in the area, they can work with the FAI, can work with um, the, um, the government uh, to try and emphasise, again, not building on the issue of the academy, that again, if we need a proper sort of pyramid whereby we can bring young people, boys and girls, uh, at the start in academies, in, in League of Ireland clubs, that that then ultimately will feed into our international teams. You know... I get, get the distinct impression. I, I don't follow, unlike some of you, I don't follow uh, English league teams. My team is Dundalk, first and foremost. Um, I, I said that at the interviews when I went uh, to go for this job, that my full focus always over the years has been on League of Ireland and particularly my own team, Dundalk. And I recognise, I go to all the games, I've been to most of the pitches in Ireland. I mean, they give out about Oriel Park. It's often said to me up in Dublin, um, oh, but have you stood in... I often say that, you know, Oriel Park is in better condition than Talca Park, which it is. Um, but then I, the answer I would get back is, but have you been in the away section in Oriel Park, which I haven't, of course. Um, but... There, there, there is now, in my view, an understanding. I mean, it was infamously called, the League of Ireland was infamously called the problem child. I don't get that impression now with the people like Jonathan Hill and, and uh, Barrett, the man who's the chairman. I get the impression now they fully understand that you cannot have a good 
uh, high-level international team competing in the world if you don't have the feeder clubs, given the fact that most of our players are not now going to the UK or wherever, um, because of particularly of Brexit or younger players, that there really needs to be a very good foundation here. I get that impression that they fully understand that. And in my conversations with Jonathan Hill, who's the CEO, um, I know that he's adamant about uh, trying to replicate some of the issues that they have in the UK. He has come from a UK background uh, in order to as I said, academies feeding in proper facilities and each club feeding into the international team. Just finally from me, Dermot, but like you, you were slightly critical of RTE there and the role that they have or don't have in terms of the TV coverage, but how how can we, and I know you're saying there's positives from LOI TV, but how can we sort of build from that? Because I think it's very hard to follow a league that you know, you maybe get shown a get, match on the open get, night. Like, and like anything, when you're dealing with a, a sort of a state organisation, bring in competition. If you can bring in competition, get some of the competitors uh, to get and, interested. But is there interest there? Like, is there... Well, there, there are discussions going on at the moment in relation to uh, broadcast rights for next year, and they have been quite positive. I'm not saying that RT are going to turn overnight and, and, and broadcast every game. No, they're not. Um... It's a, it's, a, it's a battle all the time with them uh, because they will always point to the viewing figures um, and, you know, whether we like it or not, the viewing figures are not as, you know, flahulic as, as they, 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 they are for GA games. Um, but, uh, as I said, there are other uh, people who are knocking on the door and there are other new streaming opportunities um, which the FAI hope to exploit. That's why they hope to build on the League of Ireland, uh, the LOI TV uh, platform, uh, which, as I said, has been very successful. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, look, um, we won't take, hold, take up any more of your time, but thanks very much uh, Thank you. for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.